0: Australia has fantastic safe harbour provisions for companies that might otherwise be forced into administration, but it seems lots of company directors don't know about it. How can that be? Today on the Vantage Performance Podcast, we look at why you need a safe harbour plan and the seven elements it should include. That's today on the Vantage Performance Podcast with Michael Fingland. And I'm Phil Dobby, welcome along. So this surprised me, Michael. Uh, You've done some research which has shown that the vast majority of directors still don't know about the safe harbour regime, even given the turbulent times that we live in right now and the fact that many businesses might actually need it right now, uh, you know, if they're living close to the edge. So did these results surprise you?
1: I'm sure they did. Yeah, I mean, it did to a point, but the word I'd use would be disappointed um, in, in a way because it's such a great early intervention tool. And as you know, it's been going for over three years now, but the stats were incredibly surprising given the... The, the, the lack of take-up or the lack of knowledge or awareness because, and we wanted to make sure we got a really good cross-section. So we we did AIC directors on their own. We did chartered accountants on their own. We did, you know, the turnaround and restructuring community. We did a bunch of different groups and they all came back almost, almost bang on that 65, um, 65% of respondents said that less than one in two, sorry, less than one in, one in four directors are aware of it. And 25% said less than one in two. So that's that's 90% of all respondents believe that less than one in two directors are, are aware of it, but particularly one in four was the biggest stack. Right. Is, that, so is that because they that, don't feel
0: like they need it? Or or are some of these people that, actually people who should be aware of it this was, because they might
1: actually need to use it? No, it wasn't about needing to use it. It's awareness. Mm. The, the, the question was, are you aware of it? Uh, if yes, have you had to use it or not aware? And it, you know, the vast majority of, of survey respondents said they're not even aware of Safe Harbour, which is all about saving their business. So, and and it's it's now in the AICD um, course content, uh, but but still, you know, the vast majority of AICD members have, have you know. Uh, it's fair to say that most of those members have been members for quite some time, so they wouldn't have seen the new content. But but there's been so much government mm. and uh, industry profiling of it uh, that uh, it sh- they should be a lot more aware of it than, than they are, which is quite disappointing. Hence why um, we're doing a bit of a, a rally to, to everyone in and around this space to try and keep the education up. And all the industry bodies, the TMA, ARITA, AICD, uh, CA, CPA, Law Society, you know what what's clear to us is that there has to be a relentless ongoing awareness campaign until we get to a saturation point uh, which which um, you know, will ultimately lead to a lot more businesses being saved, as you know.
0: Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, and look, let's try and do a bit of education today then. You know, there might be people who have not yeah. heard this podcast before. Let's look at, uh, you know, if you're creating a safe harbour plan, what's it all about? What are the benefits of it? And then what, what are the elements that, that go into it? So let's look at the the, the, the benefits, mm. first of all, because this is the stuff that people should know.
1: Yeah, and like the, that's that's the approach we're taking here, is let's 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 really be clear that the directors understand the, the, not only just the sort of legal benefits, but the 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 emotional and 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 uh, sort of peace of mind benefits as we'll come on to, and then we'll talk about what we believe are the you know we've done as you know uh, eighty odd uh, companies now for safe harbor so we've mm. we've got a really good uh, uh, sort of toolkit if you like and we want to outline what we'll, we believe should be the minimum um, elements of a of a robust safe harbor plan but but just to kick off with the key benefits I mean peace of mind. You know, turnaround generally, but safe harbour particularly. And every director we talk to, um, at the end of the process, we always ask them, you know, what impact did that have? You know, if we weren't aware on the way through and, and by, you know, all bar, well, actually, I don't know if a director who hasn't said this, they all say, if I didn't have the protection of safe harbour, we wouldn't have persevered. Right. And, yeah. and and we've done listed clients up to 1.2 billion turnover all the way down to 10, 20 mil turnover. So across that broad section, they all say without it, we wouldn't have persevered, which proves that safe harbour is working the way it was designed.
0: Yeah. It's so could you put too- a percentage on it? I mean, if you were picking a figure that, you know, semi-realistic, doesn't need to be precise, but, you know, the proportion
1: of companies that have been saved as a result of it. Though. It's hard to say because they might have found their way to us anyway. But they might have come to us later. And that's the thing we find with Safe Harbour. Clients come to you earlier because you know it's not as you know they don't feel as um, as confronted because it's all about protecting right.
0: them. But that means a greater chance of success. A greater chance
1: of success. So I mean, our turnaround success rate stayed up at eighty five percent last year. So uh, right. it hasn't improved it. But what we found is, uh, well, what we found over the last two or three years is clients are coming to us earlier than they otherwise would. So it does give you a greater chance of success. Um, but um, yeah, but but our turnaround rate has stayed quite robust. So um, we'll see we'll see how that goes over the next year or two with with uh, COVID. But um, but you know it 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 makes the conversation easier and and, you, and you're doing turnarounds in a less stressful environment. So, typically, okay.
0: So peace of mind is, is definitely one of the benefits. So also, also, also the the confidence for your financiers. Yeah.
1: So that peace of mind bit just to round that out. So peace of mind, confidence, it gives them back control. I mean, that's that's the mm. that's the, the reality of what Safe Harbour does, is, and it takes that whole issue off the table for them so they can then focus on the turnaround at hand and not the, the, the threat of being sued and, and, and the personal reputation that goes with it if, it if it was to collapse. So we wrap that up all up in peace of mind, and it, it is very tangible, and it's what they really um, resonate with, um, those that are aware of it, and, and, and uh, obviously engage. Number two, it's a, we talk about this all the time and we have in previous podcasts. It's a huge confidence booster. It's a confidence tool. So financiers um, particularly and any other stakeholders that you might choose to to make aware that you've got safe harbour, but it's a huge sort of credit. They shot the arm for credit uh, with financiers because the reasons we've talked about before, getting into safe harbour means you've ticked a number of boxes which can only improve their confidence. So peace Mm. of mind, greater confidence, which means obviously if the stakeholders are going to support your plan because you've got safe harbour involved as well, then obviously a greater chance of success, which is number three. And because it's an early intervention tool, we we just talked about that, you get into the situation earlier, you've got more options, less stressful environment that otherwise might have been and therefore it's obvious you have a much higher chance of success. It's giving you time, isn't it? That's the key
0: thing. You know, you it's the most you're valuable not, thing. Yeah. You're not panicking. You can actually go about it in a methodical way and make the right decisions. So the so the so the elements of this uh you well, you have a plan, which is what it's all which is really what we're talking about, isn't it? They're the benefits of the plan. Yep. What are the elements of the plan? So, uh, so the first thing is getting. Uh, oh, there might be a bit of self-interest in in this one, Michael Finland. Make sure you've got an experienced turnaround expert. Have you got anyone in mind?
1: <laughs> well, the just just back on the the uh, the greater chance of success, and and the time element that you just mentioned. The the in our experience, one hundred percent of the time, financiers will give you more time and support. One hundred percent. I, you can't ask for a better a better response from financiers than that and Safe Harbour enhances that because what it says to the bank, which goes back to that confidence piece, is that you're prepared to do what, what it takes. You're prepared to get the right advice. You're prepared to adhere to a regime which is all about protecting all stakeholders, not just directors and not just financiers. And, and it, you know, 100% of the time, without fail, we've had more time and support. It's one of our big taglines. And, and safe harbor enhances that, so you can't ask for a bit of better of sort of key benefits, if you like, from safe harbor, but it, it guarantees you more time and support from your financiers. So, uh, but, but coming on to the you know seven key elements, as we say, so number one, and and the, and the safe harbor legislation is clear about this: you need to engage a safe harbor uh, entity or qualified entity, as they call it. But that's a turnaround or restructuring expert, which goes back to that confidence piece. If you've got a qualified person around you, the plan's more robust you're more likely to stay in safe harbour and, and not not trip up because there are some, um, you know, uh, fine details around safe harbour that you need. That's why you need an experienced expert so you don't inadvertently drop out of the process. On top of that then,
0: you've got to have, which you would have whether you're in safe harbour or not, you've got to have your turnaround plan, which is obviously
1: your bread and butter. For a smaller business, it could be a one-page plan. It could be half a dozen pages. It could be a full report. But you need to have a document that succinctly summarises what the turnaround plan is and what the various gates are that you're going to be moving through. Again, this is all about having a safe harbour file, as we call it. So if if um, the, the worst was to happen and the business collapses, you have evidence to prove that you had a viable plan that you're working towards. So clearly you need to document the plan. One of the other key parts of the regime is that you need to demonstrate that you were working towards a plan and, and that you had evidence of that, making decisions and the like. So again, as you said, a standard toolkit uh, in a turnaround kit bag is that 100-day work plan, which is the, sev- the third third element of, mm. of a robust plan. So have you got the plan? Have you got a 100-day plan to demonstrate that you're working towards and, and you're moving and shaking and, you know, identifying other initiatives as you go along? So you need that, and that's a core tool anyway. The rolling 30-minute cash flow that we've talked about a 1,000 times before, uh, again, that goes hand-in-hand hand with your 100-day work plan because you, every week, at, at least you should be having a project meeting, with both of those things go hand in hand together because, you know, outcomes of one meeting impact on the cash flow and vice versa. So critical. Again, it demonstrates that you're working on the plan, but it also guarantees you get traction, which is what it's all about. Uh, three-way forecast, the fifth element. Again, a standard tool in any turnaround um, or chief restructuring officer's kit bag. Again, so you can you can change the plan as we go, and you can still be comfortable that not only have you got a you know, good visibility and stabilisation over the next 100 days, but you've got visibility and stabilisation over the, the rolling 12 months, 24 months, 36 months, et cetera. So, again, the standard tool that you should have in any safe harbour plan, uh, as, as we know we've talked about many times before, which is the sixth element, you need to be able to demonstrate at regular intervals that the plan you're working on is still reasonably likely to lead to a better outcome than immediate VA liquidation. Mm. So, Again, it's all about being very definitive and being able to stand behind the plan if the worst was to happen and say we're covered here because we regularly produce what's called a security statement, uh, which in in this industry is really just it's a it's a rehash of the the balance sheet to show uh, you know if, if the assets were sold in a receivership liquidation etc. Um, this is the the net return that would that would be. Uh, delivered to each of the key stakeholders, you know, financiers, employees, um, unsecured creditors, etc. So you come up with a X percent in the dollar return to to creditors, and then that's that's your definitive black and white. Well, if we go into VA liquidation right now, we're going to get five or ten cents in the dollar, being the unsecured creditors, versus the plan that we're working on, which if it works, everyone gets paid in full. Or if it's not hundred cents, it's eighty cents, but mm. it's still way better than the immediate VA liquidation. So that tool. And you should always update that at least monthly. Um, so you've just got that regularly on file that at every time of the of turnaround the plan you had that definitive black and white view that the plan we've got clearly still is better than immediate PA liquidation. And that's an industry standard tool. And then to support that or to support this overarching plan, which is the seventh key element of, of a robust state safe harbour plan, is you should always get a monthly letter of representation, if you like, from the CFO or CEO or both, confirming that financial accounts have been prepared, taxes, you know, all, all, all the taxation forms have been lodged on time. We're paying our employee entitlements on time. You know, we're, we're aware of, or well, we've got systems in place to cover or to catch any fraud, things like that. The other sort of compliant bits of, of the safe harbour regime. So those seven key elements, and we, and we wanted to sort of put this out there to ensure that you know, because, you know, pleasingly, a lot more people are getting into safe harbour, which is fantastic, but but we're hearing sort of anecdotal evidence of some pretty sort of very simplistic approaches to safe harbour, and we wanted to get a very basic, at least a very robust minimum sort of framework out there mm. to ensure that everybody's at least covering off these seven key elements. Some, some people are doing a lot more than this, which is great, uh, as we do, but these seven key elements are the bare minimum in our view to ensure that, Directors and their advisors are protected, and you've got the best chance of success.
0: Yeah, it shows there's a bit of rigour in the process, doesn't it? Mm. In in all of that, though, I mean, how, how do you check that you are doing what you say you're going to do? So you're going through your uh, your hundred day work plan, for example. I, I mean, I guess you know you, you're going to have you're going to have points on you along the way where you say we have to achieve this so that your finances can see whether you're yeah. running on track or not.
1: Yeah, I mean, through any turnaround, you you provide regular updates to your finances. That would go in your safe harbor file as well. So there's lots of other things you do in a turnaround that you would still con- you know, contain in your safe harbor file. But that's why the 100-day work plan is so critical because that'll have the 70 to 150 initiative, or whatever it might be, across the whole, you know, all the eight critical sort of pillars of a business. And, mm. and that's 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 your proof. One it's one it's the core standard project management tool that you need anyway to make sure you're across everything and and you and you're rolling out the initiatives in the right order and you're getting traction and all the rest of it. But you know. It, it, it serves as that evidentiary burden that you you had all these initiatives, you had people accountable. you could see, clearly see each initiative going from you know zero to twenty to 100 percent complete. and you can see that you were moving the order around as you do in any typical turnaround because whatever the plan is you start with is never the plan you finish with. So that that just proves that you were working on the plan because because you can you can see different versions along the way. Same with the 30 cash flow. You can see rolling different versions of cash flows in three ways. Security statements, they're all working together to prove that you had a plan. You were working on a plan. It was changing, but that's fine. And uh, and you kept going until either the turnaround completed or you reached the, the, the point where the plan was no longer viable and uh, and it was no longer better than going into VA. And that's obviously where the safe harbour regime finishes and, and and the responsibility then is to appoint a VA or, or, or liquidation, but but um, in our experience, as I said, uh, vast majority, eighty five percent is our our success rate. Yeah, uh, and, ter- and 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 the, the to to I guess finish answering your question before, um, and we we don't have many each year that that don't make it, obviously. But um, the the one or two that didn't last year um, didn't have safe Harbour. Because when they came to us, they were in too much... um, So it was too late. late. It was too late.
0: Yeah, so I mean, that was so. Really, my final question is, you know, because because of that rather surprising research that we kicked off with. Do you think Mm. there's many? I mean, not not your customers, but generally in the market. Do you think there are companies for that reason are going uh, into liquidation simply because they didn't know about the existence of safe harbour? Which is a travesty, isn't it? Because I mean, it is actually a really good move by the government to have introduced this, and for people to not make use of it simply because they didn't know about it is a travesty, really. Exactly, and
1: prior to COVID, absolutely, and and that that statement as I, as I open with proves that point. If I didn't have safe harbour, we wouldn't have persevered. Now these mm-hmm. are listed companies. With, I'm just thinking, at least five thousand jobs at stake of the of the three or four that I'm talking about um, in the listed space, let alone the private space. So that's immense job loss. And an impact on society, and they wouldn't have persevered with the turnaround plan, which ended up being all successful, by the way, mm. um, would not have persevered because of risk of personal, personal, um, uh, you know, being sued personally. So, yeah. so it does work and it has saved businesses, but there are a lot that are going into VA liquidation. Uh, because they weren't aware of it. Now, through COVID, that hasn't happened because of, of all the measures, but th- they all finished very shortly. And you're going to see over the next one or two years, a lot of collapses coming through, and which is why we're really trying to push this awareness campaign again and asking everybody else to sort of do their part because we know it works. We know directors are more likely to persevere for the benefit of not only their stakeholders, but the wider community. So the more we can all do collectively to to really spread that word and the whole notion of early intervention, you know, we'll save a lot more jobs together, um, which is a big big push we're we're doing. Um, we'll also have a lot more jobs. there will be less carnage in the economy, a lot more businesses saved, and mm. and just just a much better result than otherwise will be the case.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. Time is of the essence. Mm. Great talk, as you're always, Michael. Thank you. Cheers, Phil. And we will be back again in a month for another one. In the meantime, check out Michael's weekly turnaround tips. I'm sure you can Google it or you can find it on the Vantage Performance website. I'm Phil Dobby, back with Michael Fingland next time. Thanks for listening.